This episode is brought to you by FX's The Bear. The hit series returns with Jeremy Allen White in the Golden Globe-winning role of Carmi. He and the team will transform their family sandwich shop into a next-level spot, all while being forced to come together in new ways as they confront their past and reckon with who they want to be in the future. FX is The Bear. All episodes now streaming only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Certified Piedmontese Beef. Listen up, foodies. Make your next meal even better with real Nebraska beef. They have healthy, tender, delicious Italian heritage beef, grass-fed and sustainably raised on lush pastures in the Midwest. You can even create your own personally curated meat box that's shipped right to your door. To get two free steaks with any purchase over $50, use the code FREEBEEF at checkout. Learn more and shop exclusively at cpbeef.com. Hello and welcome to One for the Road with me, Sober Dave. I'm going to be talking to some incredible guests over the next few weeks, all of whom have made the decision to look at their relationship with alcohol and take steps towards a positive change. My guests are all at different points in their journey, but all have powerful and uplifting stories to share. And that's why I hope you find each episode a valuable source of inspiration and insight. This week's guest on One for the Road is a personal trainer, the founder of the amazing company Box Fresh, and realised at the beginning of the year she was no longer living her best life and is now celebrating four months of sobriety. It's a real pleasure to have her on the show today. Please welcome Kelly Barfoot. So welcome Kelly to my podcast one for the road and it's a delight to have you on here and I was thinking this morning when actually uh, I was doing my hair and makeup in a mirror for you. <laughs> I I was thinking Although I've seen you on the gram, we had never met. And it's funny that a week later or less that we're actually recording this podcast. Yeah, that's lovely. And the reason is because we were on the boat trip last Saturday and we connected and you started telling me about your story and it was brilliant. And I thought, do you know what? It's really helpful for people at the beginning of their journey to identify with what you're going through and your story. So I thought it'd be really, really great to get you on. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Dave. It's an honour. And as you probably know, I like to wind it back to when you were growing up and how drinking started to come into your life, because as a lot of people know, I was 14. So do you mind covering that from the beginning? No, not at all. Um, I mean, I had, if you could say it, a completely idealistic childhood. You know, there was no, nothing there that would trigger anything. I just have a childhood full of happy memories, an incredibly loving mum and dad, um, brothers and sisters. So drinking wasn't, didn't come into my life when I was really young. A sibling of mine, alcohol was very negative in their life. Then I headed off to performing arts school and, you know, 
all of that brings a whole world of opening up into going to London when I was very young. But I, I wasn't, I wasn't one to dabble in stuff. I was kind of seen as, I don't want to say a goody two shoes, but I, I didn't, I, it didn't tempt me. I wasn't there. I didn't, I didn't want drugs and alcohol really in my life. I loved going out. I loved dancing, partying, but it just wasn't for me. And I even then got into the music business um, for a time. And obviously it is very readily available, literally on trays, everything. But we had a very, very protective and wonderful man that was our manager that looked after us. So he very much protected us during that time. So I managed to get through pretty challenging times in my life. And then I had my children um, that maybe alcohol would have come in, like really obvious moments that I could have really gone in deep. But no. And so it was always there. And I was a social drinker um, and I thought a healthy social drinker. And I think one of the important things me talking about it, because people would look on to me and my life is kind of Kelly's got it all together you know she's into her health and her food and and it was really my eldest son is now 19 my youngest daughter is 14 and we had a sort of change in our life about six years ago um with 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 business and direction and what we were doing as a family and some challenges and then COVID hit with my business and the, the world the world changed and it was clearly there before alcohol was in my life but through hours of working you know long hours as so many people did it crept in as a friend like a as I deserved it it numbed the stress it numbed the worry it numbed me thinking about things it it numbed um, it numbed the feeling and it, and it started to sort of take chunks of me away, which affected my exercise and my love exercise. And that took a back seat and has done for a long time. Like we've spoken about, Dave, it affects your food choices. Um, and I'm all about, I, I'm all about what we put in our body is absolutely where it starts. And I was compromising that because I was tired and I couldn't be bothered. And it got to last summer and I really started to think about it and thought, Kelly, you're not, you're not really being truthful with yourself. You're not being, you're not being you, you're just masking it. And, you know, life is full of challenges and life is full of things we don't plan, but I still now look back and I'm not sure why I, it was just easy, I suppose, that it's so readily available, a lovely bottle of rosé, an April spritz, or it's only an April spritz. It's only, you know, however many April spritz later, you know, I look in the recycling, how many bottles are in the recycling. We make excuses, you know, and it just snowballed. And I, and I thought, I can't have any more days like this. And it was really paramount for me because I wasn't, I wasn't not functioning. I was functioning. I was highly functioning. I was not functioning probably as well as I could, but it was, it was there. And I think if I hadn't addressed it when I did, and I've been really honest with my close friends and my mum and dad and my husband and even my kids, I don't know what would have happened. 
and that's the sort of you know maybe maybe I I got there in a time that didn't destroy too much of my life but it was an extremely detrimental part of my mental health that didn't allow me to live my best life <laughs> excuse me that's interesting that what we portray from the outside is sometimes different from what we're thinking on the inside. Mm. And I, I think I had the conversation with you that when I was going for a lovely walk in the Surrey Hills uh, and I was walking down this alleyway and I saw this house and it was, for me, perfect. And mm. they had their Range Rovers in the drive and they had the double garage and everything mm. was amazing. And it was like a light bulb moment that when I looked at the front door, it was a beautiful black front door. I thought, I wonder how different it looks like inside. inside. So for you, you look great. Your your business, your being a mom, everything looks on point, mm. right? Yeah. Underneath that, it's quite often different. And that's why I think people judge you on it and they go, well, you haven't got a problem with drinking and everything's all right, but we hide it well, don't we? We're good at hiding it and we make, um, I don't want to say excuses, but we, well, they are excuses. They're kind of, you know, oh, it's, you know, we do make excuses. We have to be honest. I'm being really honest. We're making excuses all the time, but, oh, it's only a Friday, Saturday, then it's a Sunday, Monday, then it's drinking every night. And then, oh, well, it's not a hard, it's not, it's not bottles of wine. It's. I don't know how we we manage to justify it in the round, and you do then go to events where or, or, or social gatherings where you don't want to be the. I'm not having a drink because, oh, why aren't you having a drink, Kelly? Because um, you just don't want the conversation. So you think, oh, I'll just have one tonight, and then you know I have memories of coming home from work in during the pandemic, really late, and getting into bed at half eleven you know not many people know this with it with probably a triple gin and tonic and drinking that in bed before I go to sleep what 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 was that why why was I doing that you know was it I was exhausted so I could easily fall asleep but I was then getting up at half five pulling my team together motivating my team delivering you know loving my loving my life loving what I do but I'm not I wasn't caring for myself I wasn't being my authentic self and I knew that deep down inside and it was starting to eat me away I was not being truthful and my kids deserve better I deserve better my husband deserves better my family and you know they they need the best me and I and I couldn't be that you know and and I think women coming into this age I'm 46 we have a whole mixture of emotions that play in our minds you know is it our midlife crisis are we are we over the hill? Are we not what we used to be? You know, all of that. And I think that we can numb those feelings with having a drink. We can glamorize it by having a drink, but none of it makes us feel better. None of it, never, ever, ever did that make me feel better. I always regretted it. It never helped my energy. It never helped my challenges, my relationship with my husband, my relationship bringing up teenagers, you know, you, 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 you know, with family teenagers are have their challenges well a mum that's had so much to drink is not going to react properly I can't be you can't deal with what life throws at you and I say removing removing the alcohol is not a magic pill 
is definitely not the magic pill, but it gives you the clarity and the tools to be in your full mind. You're like totally there. And that's also terrifying to be totally in it and deal with it head on. You know, my husband had a, we we spoke, he had a a health scare this year and um, that was diagnosed last October. So he had a cancer scare and we didn't know what that was going to be until March this year. You know, we didn't know with COVID, it it took ages and he had to have a couple of operations and that made him think, it made us think, you know, you, we need to give ourselves the best chance, Dave, to, to live in today. Why do I want to numb my opportunity of living today? And I don't often think we think of it like that, that we're, we're missing it, aren't we? We're missing the magic. I, I think that's brilliant, what you, the way you described that. But it, it's what you said about taking the triple gin and tonic to bed doesn't make any sense apart from where does our self-worth sit at that moment of yeah. knowing that we've got a team meeting in the morning, knowing you're tired enough to go to sleep, knowing you've had enough to drink, all of that stuff. It often comes down to me, I think, where is our self-worth? What do we think of ourselves? We leave ourselves every time we have a drink, but we leave, Mm. you leave your husband, your kids and yourself. And quite often it could be that. And when you look back at it, it's like, what am I doing? What is the explanation? Because life looks on paper quite good for me. So why am I doing it? And it's really, really confusing, but it comes down to your core yeah. values of how you feel. Yeah. And I, and I know, and I, we know that we, in ourselves, we know that at the time, but something, you know, for, for me, I wasn't drinking at breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I wasn't, you know, when I say, you know, home, home, it didn't, it didn't get that far, but for many, and I may not be right in this day, you're an expert in this area the grey drinking was was where so many are that it's there we're justifying it it's not serving us and it's holding us back and you know I think being honest so many are in that space and it can easily just step over it can easily just be one one step forward and um you know we we move into a space then that that is really detrimental but you know, the clarity, I'm only four months of not drinking, you know, let's, let's, you know, be really honest here, but I decided it, it just needed to go. Yeah. And, and um, it's, it's about how you frame it as well. Yeah. So you've just said, I'm only four months, you are four months. Right? Yeah, I'm only four months. yeah. It is amazing. 16 weeks is a long time to change your life, to develop your sleep patterns to improve your relationships, but to be present with yourself. And and the reason I wanted to get you on today is because when we spoke for 10 minutes on a very, very busy boat, <laughs> noisy boat, I got something from you that was really valuable for me. And it was like some people say something just clicks and it felt for me that I don't doubt what you're doing now is the right thing. And I, I believe in you as well, that this is mm. half now. There's no oh, I don't know what to do. And I believe you've done it and, and you will continue to grow on this, I say, alcohol-free adventure because I hate the word journey <laughs> and always <laughs> say it in, a, in an American voice as well, journey. 
an adventure sounds so much more exciting. Yeah, it's an adventure of discovery, you know, not recovery. Yeah. We all have to recover, but we discover. And, and I've said before in previous podcasts that we rip the blinkers off and you look up rather than at the floor, at your shoes. You mm. look up and around and you see the views around you. So it would be really, really interesting to talk about how you did it, how it felt in the first couple of weeks. How was that for you? Well, I kind of just said to the family, I'm going to do dry January. That was a really easy, um, you know, line in the sand to say to every people, everyone. It's a good, it's a good answer, isn't it? Oh, I'm doing dry January. But I knew, I knew in myself that it wasn't just going to be January. I'd made that decision, but I, I didn't want to address that with everybody at the time. So, um, that's pretty easy to be fair, because deep down inside, I'm a really disciplined person. I'm, which is also a contradiction because, you know, going to ballet school, going to performing arts school, you, you, your, your training is a discipline. So you put your mind to something and you just do it. So I knew I was capable of that. So I wasn't fearful of the February and the March. And during the January, I really zoned in to, you know, it's a dark month. Um, you know, it's my, we were waiting. My husband was going and having surgery. So I thought I really need to focus in. I need every tool in the bag to cope with my life right now. That's what I needed to do. So I would get on the treadmill and I would listen to your podcasts because you did all your dry January podcasts. I mean, your, your, your lives. I connected with the likes of Matt Pink, with Andy, with, and then that led me to other people that you had on your Instagram lives, which I just started to kind of, the little tunnels just opened up and it was like a web just opened up and a whole world opened up for me. And I started listening to people I I didn't know were in this world and they all started to just feed me with that confidence and that drip feeding of positivity and that I think is what just gave me one foot in front of the other and it got to the end of January and I was like oh I'm carrying on I I and I said to the kids and I said to John I just don't think I'm ever going to drink again I remember saying that I remember saying it to my parents and my mum and dad were like okay really I said yeah I absolutely do not want this in my life ever again. And I had come, I had just decided to be honest with myself that stop lying to yourself, Kelly. Stop asking around. You know, this is not good for you. You know, you're a 46 year old woman. You've got your whole life ahead of you. You've got the challenges of life and you can achieve far more without this. And this is, this is numbing part of your magic that, is you have not unlocked yet and John was amazing you've met John my husband and he just went done and I'll I'll support you all the way he's been on the journey with me we found a few alternatives that are in the fridge for a Friday night or if he fancies a beer or whatever but I just I just knew it was the right time Dave I knew I couldn't I didn't want this anymore and I could look my kids in the eye and just go of, you know, for them now, there's no alcohol there, you know, and I had something in a glass 
And this was really poignant for me. And, and I do feel a bit shameful, but I can't change it. And I'm proud of where I am now. The, my daughter, Ava, who's 14, she said, oh, mum, can I have a sip of that? And then I just was like, yeah, of course you can, because it's, it has nothing in it. It's in a beautiful, funky glass because we all like drinking. Us ladies like drinking out of a nice glass. So we put it in a nice glass. She can have a sip of that. Before, when she asked me if she could have a sip of the drink, I was like, no. Because I'm, I'm embarrassed, but what, when she gets to a certain age, I can then gift her with that drink. This is what I started to think about. Or you're not old enough yet, but when you're old enough, I can gift you with that. And then I started to think, absolutely not do I want to gift you with that. And the fact my kids just turned around, put their arms around me in their own spaces, their own times, and just went, Mom, I'm proud of you. I didn't expect they didn't have to do that. But I feel I am 100 million percent more present for them. They have me as I am. And you you get quite emotional about it because I feel I've not been completely there as I could have been. And I do have high standards, but I can't change that. I can just make the most of where we are today. But for me, it is the best decision other than obviously having my family and the best decision I've made in my life was to remove that. And I never thought, Dave, ever it would be me saying that because I have friends, a very close friend, and she knows who she is, who's been sober 16 years. And she, she's she been on a massive journey. But I never thought that would be me. I never thought that would be me because I, you're always deflecting it off me. Oh, that's not me. I'm not that person. And I decided I needed to be honest and open up to people that know me. And I don't know if you saw on my, you know, I've had a lot of reaction about it this week of women, people that I didn't know followed me, friends, customers get in touch and say, thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Because I feel like this and I didn't know what to do. So like yourself, like others, when we don't know why we should be speaking about it we are if we're helping somebody else make positive choices for their life that's what it's about 100 <laughs> percent sorry about I, that. I feel really emotional you saying that though right yeah that, it's really that, on it yeah it's i often people say to me with your job wow i bet it's really like great for you to help people and uh but it's not just a job. You know, I didn't think, oh, that's handy. I can change career. It's more than that to me because yes. like meeting you the other day and having the feeling that, my God, your life has changed so dramatically for John, your kids and that, but mainly for you. That's the thing. For Massive. You, how you wake up every morning with that breath of fresh air thinking god sometimes yes. i can't believe i'm here yeah. the other thing i was going to say to you about is um the power of how you talk to yourself is so mm-hmm. important because you also said i never thought that could be me right mm. and i really relate to that because i was drinking a litre of vodka a night uh for 10 years uh and no one knows how i'm still here i mm. don't remember my 40s at all in my fifties, I was drinking wine, vodka, anything I could get my hands on. Um, and out of anyone, it would be me that would be thinking, 
I will never give up drinking. But <laughs> when I decided, like you, enough's enough, it was like being in a, a relationship from school mm. with someone that yeah. you institutionalize around and you rely on because you turn to that person metaphorically yeah. to numb the pain to relax to help you sleep to socialize to have a lot all the false identities we have around yeah. it. so when you think about leaving that partner that you've lived your whole adult life with it's really really scary That's- but when yeah. you break it down, that relationship is purely toxic. And when you yeah. get away from it, it's like, oh, my God, I'm out of it now. It's like getting out of prison. It's the freedom. And I know this, you know, as I said, people find this unco- this conversation uncomfortable because it's a really honest conversation and they find words like that. Do they find them cringy or annoying or uncomfortable? It is a freedom because we are totally our honest, authentic self. And we have to start liking ourselves again and start addressing those things that bother us. And, you know, that's that's the reality. You know, we're only here once, Dave. Why do we want to miss most of it? We're missing it. You know, we're missing it. And we use alcohol to celebrate and we use it to commiserate. That is also really delving in. Why do we have it when we're feeling sad? or we're drowning our sorrows, or we're feeling depressed. And why do we have it for a celebration? Why can we not address both those things just with our emotions, or with a friend, or with a conversation, you know, or with with something? And it is still an uncomfortable space for many, because self-care is also an uncomfortable space for many. Because it's seen as an indulgence is absolutely not. When we say invest in ourselves, this does not mean in a monetary way. It just means emotionally and some honesty and it's holding up that mirror. And that's very uncomfortable because society um, is very, is, is very difficult at the moment. You know, the projection of everything, how we're meant to be living our lives, what's, you know, what's thrown in our faces and, um, we need to separate ourselves slightly from that and put the mirror back and have an honest look and be okay with that. Yeah, and when you say about um, self-care, one, we're not used to it because we know what we're doing to ourselves mentally and physically. So it's ironic because when you look about when you become sober, investing in yourself, and all be that be an early night where you say to John, I know they're older now, but... Um, you know, can you sort the kids out tonight? I'm going to have a nice hot bath with some candles, put some lovely music on, and then go yeah. to the book. That almost feels selfish because you feel, God, for the last few years I've been drinking. Yeah. I almost like I've got to pay back. Yeah. But yeah. it's so essential to bring the best out in you as well so you can be your best self. Because if you're trying to make up for the past, you're just going to be forever. But it's all part of you beginning to like yourself as well, of investing time into yourself because you're not leaving yourself anymore. As you say, you're being authentic. The decisions you're making are true to yourself. Uh, So it's about chipping away at our self-esteem and saying, I am enough and it, it is so important to see, look in the mirror at yourself and go 
it wasn't all my fault. It's a highly toxic drug that I've been sold into like millions of people all over the world. Like you just said, commiserate, celebrate, reward. I climb Snowden and come down and there's a pub at the bottom and everyone's there with climbing gear on, sinking pints. And I was thinking, oh, I'd love a pint, but why? I, I was on a high from anyway. I didn't need to be any higher. Why Why would I need to drink to yeah. boost that? It's ridiculous. But it's you know, expensive crazy. champagne. It's all kind of this, this sold to us as, as, you know, being, a, you know, you've achieved, you've, you're there, it's a reward. It, 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 oh, it, it is crazy. It's, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's very, it's very different now. Um, I think to go to bed with your thoughts, to wake up with your thoughts um, in, in your real self is, is a lovely place to be. I have a different bedtime routine now. I have one of those like spiky mats. Oh, yeah. Dave, have you got one of those, those acupressure mats? Yeah, I can't handle them. <laughs> you, need to, you, need to, you need to get one in your life. They're amazing. And sometimes I, I like lay it on the, either on the floor or on the mattress and you just lay there and you literally, it goes right into your, into your back, into, you know, all into your shoulders. And you just have like, you know, you're meant to try to sort of start off with like three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes telling you it's amazing you go into you can just think about your day think about your thoughts um read at the same time and you know that has been you know everyone laughs because go oh kelly's on the mat kelly's on us <laughs> mat. but you know what it's it's amazing it is amazing and you know find those other things that you create as part of your routine yeah. you know find those lovely things that you deserve yeah. You know, make yourself something nice for breakfast, ready for the next day. You know, it's about food. You know, oh, I didn't have time to do that because I had a drink and fallen asleep. Yeah. You know, make your fruit, make your oats, do something for the next day. Be be kind of always that one step ahead in your life to get your mojo back. And it's bespoke. I always look at it like having your own uh, playlist on your phone, right? Yeah. Which is going to be different from mine. So your two. Yeah you know, bring you joy when you go for a walk or a, or a run or whatever indoors. And it's a bit like your sober toolbox. It's got to be bespoke to you. So you're, you've got your spiky mat, and I'm sure they're <laughs> going to be wondering where you get that from. Uh, Sorry, it is called an acupressure mat. I'm just calling it a spiky mat, so you know what I mean. But it is an acupressure mat. They are brilliant, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like uh, laying on a bed of nails when I did it, but uh, I might have <laughs> you just thought, Come on, come on, work with I it. Do it. I do it. But, you know, I always say it's like going into a hardware store and they give you a big toolbox and it's empty, right? And we all got the yeah. same toolbox, but we fill it with all the things that work for us, albeit meditation, um freshwater swimming yoga breath work you know whatever works for you um you have to fill it with and for you as well with your business as well i'd love to cover that because nutrition is so important especially in early recovery discovery so so important to replenish your nervous system so do you want to tell us about that box brush yeah so um and and dave this is this is a big part of it as well you know i run a healthy food business this is this is why i started this business to get people eating more plants eating more fresh produce and knowing how to do it 
you know, and feeling the benefits because we are what we what we put in our bodies. So the the transition of removing alcohol was absolutely the right thing because it all comes back to the whole the whole circle joins into itself. And yeah, so my 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 business is, you know, we deliver nationwide um and people get in touch all the time, you know, they don't know where to start, they don't know how to eat more plants, many people don't eat any veg, you know, and your body needs you know, I talk about it like a car. Food is the first thing that we remove or the first thing we'll skimp on I don't know why everyone keeps their other gadgets and you know shiny shiny things um food is something that we'll compromise on whereas it should be kind of at the top of the list because us as a being a human a a machine if we want to call it we will not function without the right food and we will we know we will feel depressed we won't sleep properly we won't have the right energy our gut health our digestion Everything makes us function within a car that we can replace. We do not put the wrong fuel in. We don't fill it with orange juice or some dirty water off the river. We fill it with the best. And we want our cars to be sparkly and shiny and all of that. It comes to our bodies and we kind of, (laughs) we only get the one. And we do not really take it seriously. And it's not about being perfect. It's not about... Um, you know, preaching to be perfect and having it all. It's just about thinking I'm worth it. I, you know, I'm, I'm worth thinking about what I eat, doing the best I can, making those good choices. And we talk about it really simply. We talk about sort of better, fresher, simpler. So we want to make better choices for us, for the people we love and for the planet. And that's all a mindful whole holistic way of living and I say that's living kindly we can live kindly and be be kind and the second bit is fresher you know add more fresh food into your life as much as you can as much as you know life will allow you to think about that and and simply food good food can be simple in a simple simple way you know so if we can put all those pillars together that's what it comes down to and that's what I encourage my customers. That's, you know, the business I started from my kitchen table with five boxes to where we are now delivering to all around the country, um, inspiring people to eat better and feel the benefits, eat more plants. I'm fully plant-based, but it doesn't have to be that. It's just about getting more fresh produce into your life and feeling you just do it and you'll feel the benefits. I, I say to people, I promise you, you know, it all starts to make sense. You know, the huge influx of people that have digestive issues, sleep issues, mental health issues, and they will go to the ends of the earth to find every medication or expensive treatment possible, rather than just really simply going, how am I fueling myself? Mm. Because it goes back to yourself, doesn't it? It's going back to let me look at myself, not look, look at what can fix it, how can I look at myself? And we try and do that in a colourful, simple, inspiring, helpful, with delicious food for every day. And that's that's kind of how the whole story um, joins up. And for me to run my business the best, I have to be my best self, Dave, my best authentic self. So I hope I'm getting there. 
And, and what I was thinking about then, it's when you pull into a petrol station and, and you've got two pumps and one's the premium petrol and the other one's the normal. Yeah. And a lot of us go for the normal one because we're saving 4p a litre or whatever it is on the thing, right? Mm, yeah. It's a bit similar food, isn't it? It's easier to get a pre-packed microwave meal that is is a certain brand I won't mention, but they're expensive and they look fresh and whatever. And you chuck them in the microwave and eat them really quickly and think, well, I've had my five a day and whatever. But in fact, as you say about fresh ingredients, cut out processed foods, and do you remember what I said last week when we met about um, that reel that I saw about um, a guy that had walked past his bin where some people have obviously had a bit of a, a booze up, right? And there were donut packets and cats and crisp bags just chucked 10 metres from the bin when they could have put it in the bin. You're not going to see Monge 2 wrappers and organic apple wrappers, are you? And, and it goes to show how you carry your life out in all all areas and it starts from the basics of as you say wake up in the morning and have a really really healthy breakfast that fuels you for your day and the the clarity with removing alcohol as well and eating well making authentic uh, decisions being the best for your family for your business I mean, how are you not going to see the benefits of them? It's it's going to be it's going to happen. It's going to happen for you. It's going to happen. You know, for some people, they'll see changes and benefits quicker, you know, than others. But that's all of us are different. Like I say, all of our journeys will be different. But we have to put the work in. We have to take the first steps for ourselves to give ourselves a chance and not put it off for another day. You know, like because you remove the things that are holding you back you're far easier going to be more confident, I know, in yourself to make those other choices like a positive food choice or I'm going to start to make, you know, add some exercise into my life or I'm going to join a group that suits me. You know, there are so many things and a community out there. You know, us as humans, there are, you know, it, it puts faith back in in humans when you when you see such gorgeous, lovely, supportive people out there. And all you need to do is reach out, you know, and, you know, we can feel very disheartened because the whole world feels extremely discombobulated right now and can feel negative and stressful and unknown. But just to take a breath, I always say take a breath, keep the breath right down here and just do a day at a time. And if you can make a good choice for you. And again, people kind of say, oh, healthy breakfast, oh, Kelly, healthy, you know, they kind of take the mickey at me and go, oh, she only eats carrots, Dave, I really eat far more than carrots, you know, but it's it's seen as a negative. It's seen as like a, can be a put down. We can apologise for looking after ourselves. Let's not apologise. Let's not apologise. Let's be proud to look after ourselves because that has such a profound effect on everyone around us, whether, you know, our immediate family, our friends, everybody else you know and the NHL everything around us we we've got to be responsible for ourselves and it doesn't have to be complicated really simply just being kind to ourselves and that's what it is we're not punishing ourselves daily we're show gratitude to ourselves and we each in as an individual we deserve that you know imagine if everyone just stepped into this space the world would start to harmonize and do wonderful things 
And it's so right what you say about uh, the feeling that we have to apologize for what we're doing. Uh, And that again comes down to lack of self-worth and people pleasing because part of that as well, I think is when we're drinking like we did, we didn't even know who we were. So we create these false personas of ourselves and we're thinking, you know, I have to justify why I'm not drinking. And as we know, alcohol is the only drug that you have to justify not taking. Um, and you're right what you say there about being proud of yourself. Hold your head high. And and I always say, you know, I was in a pub right at the beginning of my adventure and uh, it, it was a, a rugby. I know John's uh, ex-pro rugby player husband so you know the crowd big burly blokes all swear everywhere and i went up to the bar in front of about five big six foot four blokes and i said uh have you got any alcohol free options or or if not i'll have a lime and soda and i thought oh do i feel a bit intimidated here and i thought actually no because if any of them says anything i'll just say back i guarantee that if i stood here with you on my own for five minutes, there would be some element of you that would be quite envious of where I am right now. For sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, and that's how I always look at it. It's like the bravado on the outside. Ah, oh, you, you're worse. It's like, actually, talk to me for five minutes and then this. <laughs> You'd have them in the palm of your hand, eh? <laughs> Couldn't you? That's what I mean, though. It, it, it's like about breaking walls down. And there's probably people listening to this podcast now for a reason who are drinking, who are really relating to you. Uh, mm. And that, and there's little trigger points that are going, oh, my God, that's me. That's me. Mm. And the other thing, Kelly, is that it, it's important to know that you don't have to be drinking a bottle of wine every night for it to be a problem. No, no. That's that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be having a couple of glasses of wine with dinner every night, which is double your units a week anyway. But yeah. And thinking you haven't got a problem. And you're thinking, you, you justify it by saying, I just have a couple of glasses of wine with dinner just to, you know, that's all. I, I put the lid back on the bottle. But deep down, that it affects their anxiety. They're tired. They think, oh my God, I'm drinking every day. You know, and also, that soon builds up to three glasses. Well, it becomes three glasses. It becomes a bottle, you know. And and I, you know, t- talking from a woman's point of view, you know, we're, you know, we we're trying to look after ourselves, you know, use, you know, look after our skin, and then drink the wine, and we've got like a face cream on, or we're going to, mm. you know, do one thing, and then we're completely contradicting yeah. it with another. Yeah, you know, the, all of this is is honest stuff that women need to talk about and you know, often don't talk about because it's uncomfortable and it's being honest. And one other really big thing, Dave, which again, you know, as a mum, a mum of teenagers that is important. One thing I'm overjoyed now is, and, and again, I'm being honest, shameful where I was that I couldn't always pick up the kids because I'd had a drink, couldn't drive. So I'd say, you know, to my son, oh, you're going to have to get an Uber home um, because it's a certain time of the day on a weekend. And, and I'd had, you know, a few glasses and I couldn't get in the car and go and pick him up. What that's what's that about? You know, I could say, yeah, that's my choice. But also he's my son. Why should I not be able to get in the car? I've done something so I actually can't drive yeah. to go and get one of my children. 
he's 19, he's absolutely fine. Loads of his friends are getting Ubers, but it's not the point. I'm not allowing myself to be free to do the things as a parent that are normal things. And I was justifying that by it was, I've had a difficult week at work yeah, and it's my weekend, you know, so all of those things have sort of lifted, but they're, I know as parents, so, you know, we have guilt anyway of have we done it all right, which is another conversation, but being, being in it and being, having the clarity and being clear and reflecting over things we could have done. And of course we can't change, but the freedom to have those choices going forward is what is really powerful, you know? And like I said, I'm still shocked that we're having this conversation because I didn't put myself in this category. I was one of those women that thought I'm all right. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I'll just keep brushing that over. Yeah. Denial. And what you've done, you've, you've seen it for what it is, the toxic partner and you've, said enough's enough and I, I quite often say to people that when you come to that decision you have to bolt the door shut because if you leave it ajar it yeah I don't I don't want to do that like like watching Ghostbusters and and you see it start to <laughs> just be yeah. thing or like the genie yeah. you know you have to shut the door on it to move on but I also say you never get rid of it. You live alongside alcohol because it's in your face wherever you look and never, ever underestimate the powers of it. Because one day, I'll give you an example, Kelly. It was even a year ago when the Euros were on and I, you know, I thought I'd nailed it. You know, two and a half years sober or whatever, I've nailed this, blah, blah. And uh, I, something happened. Two people walked past me in England shirts and it, it was like a slap in the face, you know, like, oh my God, they're on it all day. And and it, it so that's why I have to live alongside it. It's in this room now with me and I'm aware of it, but I'm in control now. You know, mm. I've got it, but I have to have it all the time. I can't let my guard down. And that's where some people come a cropper a little bit, where they get too complacent, where they do a certain period of time and they think, do you know what? I've done the pubs and I've been out for a meal and I've even had a sober holiday and I celebrate my birthday. I've done this now. And then all of a sudden, bang, mm. you know? Yeah. So it's about living alongside this bloody thing that we've all got hooked into. It's achievable, but you've just got to be mindful of it all the time. Yeah. In, in my head, that light switch, it's like, it was like a light switch. And for me, that's it. And yeah. that is it. I There is absolutely no part of my being that wants that in my life, you know, and no no question. Remove the light switch with the sound of the bolt. <laughs> completely, completely shut. It yeah. And it yeah. might be tapping on the door. Kelly. <laughs> people are and it's friday are you doing it yeah. and you smell his aftershave for the door or whatever and, like, <laughs> no, it's and that's it i'm not i don't and then you go in another room because you think do you know what i don't want to hear you banging on the door begging because i'm yeah. over you now and that's the way to go it um, is it's it's it is de- that's definitely you know well i had a lovely version of a a spritz something last saturday on the boat that was incredible yeah, yeah i was like are you sure is this yeah. not are you sure? I was a bit, John was a bit concerned. Yeah. And, you know, again, that's not to replace it all the time. That's every now and then you want that, that, that nice little um, taste in a glass. 
but it's 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 the it's the something in a glass it's not what's in it and it's um you know like I love having something in a glass while I'm cooking and I think Matt when Matt Pink said that as well he's got sort of when he was cooking he'd like to have something and it you know just find that something keep those little things in your life that you help you like the glass and the ice and and for anyone listening to this uh that have concerns over alcohol-free alternatives it doesn't have to be that. I always say be mindful of it because if there's 1% that trigger you, don't go near them. But yeah. lots of tonics out there, you know, that you can Lovely tonic. Some healthy drinks options, you know, that you can have. You don't have to put the old mug under the tap and go, I'm a victim. Why can't I drink like normal people? You don't have to do that. Yeah. You can have yeah. your nice glass, your ice, bit of lemon or orange in it and, and really kombucha, you know, I yeah. love kombucha and it can be low in sugar good for the gut health and whatever you can make it happen without being a victim completely just just turn it around you know i have frozen berries in the freezer i chuck those in and i've got my glass i'm in the kitchen as normal we've got the tunes on we're cooking it's it's just the same day i'm just a hundred percent there and I can also get in the car and go and pick up the kids. I don't feel I've lost anything. I, I go to bed at peace and wake up at peace. And, yeah. you know, if that's one thing we can gift ourselves, Dave, amongst the world we're living in, we it has to be that. And that comes down to I am enough. Oh, and yeah. I am worth feeling like this. I deserve yeah. to feel like this. And I, you know, and, and it's... It's so important. As you say, we're here once, for God's sake. It's like for people my age, I'm a bit older, right? And, and people, it's easy for them to say, do you know, I've been doing it all my life. I'm too old now. Well, all right. Say you've got 10 years. What quality of life do you want in that 10 years? What Do you want to get iller and iller, bigger and bigger, blood pressure out the roof and whatever? Yeah heart disease, risk of cancer, or do you want to think, do you know what, I can make some changes and be the best version of myself in all areas for the next 10 years? It's a no-brainer. And gain hours in your day. Yeah. You know, you do. You gain more time because drinking takes up time. I don't even know how it does. It just, well, you kind of, you lose part of your mind at a time, don't you? You sort of numbed those, that, those hours. So you're not productive. And so you, you do have to take up new stuff, find new good stuff to do, find hours, you know, cook more, go out for a walk, take up a hobby, see people you haven't seen. Uh, you literally gain hours, you know, and I go to bed earlier, the alarm goes off at half past five, you know, I'm in bed, tucked up, face cream on, no gin and tonic, bottle of water by the bed, on the spiky mat, <laughs> breakfast in the fridge, you know, happy days. You know, it's like, it's, it's a celebration. Yeah. A celebration to be here today. Yeah. And, I see. you know, take the, like you said, take the edge off the, what we're removing and just turn it round to you are gifting yourself this. What you are gaining. What you are gaining. And turn that, oh, what I'm missing is into a positive, your whole demeanor will change. You won't feel like you're missing out. You will your 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 face will turn positive into a smile, and I and I talk about feeling proud, and I never want proud to come across as arrogance. I think that's a really important thing, you know. Lift each other up and support people in feeling proud of 
of what they're doing for themselves. Not, you know, we're really, we're really used to in this country, like pulling each other down, you know, or who does she think she is or who does he think he is? No, be proud for them and support them, literally push each other up and support them in that positive journey. We, we don't have that culture so much here and I hope that it's changing, mm. but we absolutely need to lift each other up. And in that, that is very, very powerful. And we should be proud of ourselves and of each other rather than go, oh, they seem a bit confident or a bit, you know, let's change that around and be kind and be, and be nice. I, I thought actually about the cyber community, why it's so wonderful. Mm. And you've nailed it there because that's what we do. We all do. Yeah. Look at that boat the other day, 200 people on there. And it, the atmosphere was absolutely incredible, you know. Yeah, there was, there was no side to anyone. There was just this energy and buzz. Very young people, which was amazing, Dave. The demographic had got really yeah. young. Yeah. And I was delighted to see that, that young people have got the confidence to come into this space and explore it and be curious and like you know many of you guys say which have led the way you know be curious open up ask find out more constantly learn because the feedback you get from you guys you are totally open and giving there is no oh you're not you're not fully in it's none of that it's open sharing warmth welcoming and that was the energy on the boat from all ages all demographics all walks of life was just this one buzzing, happy boat full of people, wasn't it? You know, that's that's it. And I can't speak highly enough of you all. Thank you, Kelly. And you know what? Uh, again, as I said in the beginning, this time last week, we didn't even know each other. <laughs> we haven't met. And now we can talk for this long. <laughs> I know, but it's lovely. And I feel like I've known you for years. And that's the lovely thing uh, about this whole, you know, that's why I love doing this podcast because... You were so humble last week. You were so humble. And you said, oh, maybe one day in the distant future or whatever. And, and I thought, you know what? Why wait? Let's get you on because you, you're so inspirational. And, and I imagine there's people listening to this that will really take so much from this hour on my podcast. So I want to say thank you so much for joining me. Uh, you've been amazing. It's lovely to know you. And let's meet again soon. Thank you, Dave. You are a legend and I, it's an absolute privilege. Bless you, Kelly. Thank you and say, <laughs> say hello to that wonderful husband. And remember, I'm going to cook for you. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> Thank Bye, you Dave. so much. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of One for the Road. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review. You can now download my app, Sober Dave on the Apple and Google Play Store and on there you will find lots of tutorials tips and support to help you stop drinking and there are also meditation audios food plans and chat forums you can also find me on Instagram at Sober Dave please remember to join me for next week's episode but until then thanks for listening and have a great week